Welcome to this message from Eastwood Baptist Church, one church with two locations in Bowling Green and Alberton, Kentucky. To learn more, visit eastwoodbc.org. Now, may the Lord bless you in the hearing of His Holy Word. What do you mean it's not working out, Craig? I mean, I just introduced you to my parents. Craig and Sheila broke up. What? Really? Craig and Sheila broke up? No, Craig and Sheila broke up. Oh, that's Craig and Sheila As long as office gossip travels fast, you can count on Geico saving folks money. Craig and Sheila broke up. What? 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Well, grab your copy of God's Word. Go with me to Proverbs 26. What you just witnessed in that short Geico commercial, which is not to endorse Geico, right? That's not what we're here for, okay? But nevertheless, man, that is good. That is a good illustration there. What you just witnessed is what I might call or what you might call a gossip wildfire. That is a gossip feeding frenzy or a gossip wildfire. We're now deep in the wildfire season here in Kentucky and across the U.S. and uh, especially out west. And like wildfires out in California that begins with, a, with, with this hot spark and then fans into a flame and then spreads from tree to tree and shrub to shrub traveling rapidly through the dry forest. Gossip works in much the same way. Once that hot spark of news is thrown out there, it catches fire. It spreads from person to person, from conversation to conversation, traveling rapidly through the network of people. That's a gossip wildfire and everyday people get burned by it. Today we're continuing in our potty mouth series where we're looking at how to use our mouths to honor God. All throughout this series, I'm reminding you that a potty mouth is not just using cuss words. Using a potty mouth or having a potty mouth is using your mouth in any way whatsoever that dishonors God. And one of our, one of Ben Simpson's favorite ways to my shame to dishonor God with my mouth is through gossip. We are so prone. We are so quick to spread gossip wildfires. But as we turn to Proverbs 26, verse 20, is going to be our text today. Proverbs 26, verse 20, we see how to fight the fire of gossip. And just to be honest with you, it's really simple. So today, guys, it's not about, is this hard to understand, that's not the hard part today. The hard part is, it is hard to do. It is hard to live this out. So I'm going to invite you to stand to honor the reading of the Word of God this morning. Beloved, as you stand, know that the Bible is the Word of God. What it says, God says. Therefore, what it says to do, you and I should do. And what it says to think, you and I should think. Look there at Proverbs 26. Verse 20, the Word of God says this, For lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your Word, and we pray that you would help us to apply it to our lives. God, it's not going to be hard to understand this today. It's going to be hard to live it out. That's what's going to be hard. And so I pray just an anointing over this people that you would anoint their ears, but then you would anoint their lives to go out and do what you've called us to do. We thank you for your word that shows us a better way. 
And we thank you for a Savior that prepared a way for us. It's in his name we pray and all God's people said, amen. Grab your seat. Grab your seat there. So did you see that fire suppression plan right here in the text? You want to put out a fire? What do you do? Well, you remove all of the fuel. You remove the wood. You want to stop a gossip wildfire? What do you do? You remove the whisperer. For lack of wood, it says the fire goes out and where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. Or or as the Christian Standard Bible more straightforwardly translates this passage, without wood, fire goes out. Without a gossip, conflict dies down. You see, we have here this Old Testament Hebrew word for gossip. One of the words for gossip in in the Old Testament, nirgon, and it literally means a whisperer. That's what the word literally means. And the same thing we have in the, in, in the New Testament, in the Greek. One of the New Testament words for gossip is fithurismos. Fithurismos, which literally, again, means a whisperer. So when we read in 2 Corinthians 12, 20, 2 Corinthians 12, 20, where it says, For I fear that perhaps when I come, I may find you not as I wish, and that you may find me not as you wish. That perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander. And then we have this word translated as gossip. That word is the Greek word, sithurismos, which literally means whisperer. So the Hebrew and the Greek, they both characterize a gossip as a whisperer. And why is that? That's because typically when we gossip, we lower our voices, right? When we get that juicy bit of news... You know, we don't want people to hear us spreading gossip and think that we're gossips. Did you hear that Craig and Sally are separated? Yeah, man, word is he, he's moved in with his parents. Dude, did you hear that Sean lost his job? Yeah, word is he just couldn't make the sales quota. Oh, my goodness, girl. <laughs> didn't you hear? You didn't hear this from me. But did you know that Lauren is pregnant? Yeah, don't tell anybody. She's trying to keep it a secret, okay? Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Whisper, whisper, whisper. Gossip, gossip, gossip. Potty mouths without a doubt. And here in our text, Proverbs 26, 20, we have the solution. For lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisperer, quarreling ceases. So you want to put out a gossip wildfire? If you want it to go out, the solution is really simple. Stop gossiping. All right, y'all ready to go home? (laughs) I told you the solution is simple. Stop it! Stop whispering! Shut your mouth! So here's today's takeaway. When it comes to gossip, you just need to hush. That's a good southern way of saying it, right? That's a nice southern way. Y'all just hush. All right. H-U-S-H. Today we're going to use that acrostic. Hush. H-U-S-H. To help us address our gossiping potty mouth. First, H. H stands for humbly admit that gossip is thoroughly enticing. And it is, right? Let me give you just a quick definition here. What is gossip? Gossip is simply this. It's talking about other people's business behind their back. That's what gossip is. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but it's talking about other people's gossip or other people's business behind their back. You have Drug dealers, well, gossips are information dealers. They are spreading it out, right? Passing out all the info. 
but it's something that's none of your business. It doesn't really concern you. It doesn't have any impact on your life, but you feel that you need to talk about it. And it's not usually positive stuff that you gossip about, right? I mean, just like the news industry. The news industry says if it bleeds, it leads. And that's typically how it is with gossip, right? Nobody goes around gossiping about good stuff usually. It's almost always negative. And just to be honest, half the time you don't even know, and I don't even know if it's true. It's just a rumor, but we tell it anyways. And if the person you're talking about was sitting right there with you, you would have never dared to open your mouth and share what you just shared. And gossip sounds awful, doesn't it? It does. And if you're the one being gossiped about, how many of y'all ever been gossiped about, right? It's awful. But listen to me very carefully. Let's be honest. I don't care who you are. I don't care how spiritual you pretend to be. I don't care how over-saved some of y'all try to act. There is no two ways about it. As awful as gossip is, gospel is thoroughly enticing. It is attractive. It's thrilling. It is juicy. Somebody once said, some folks think the statement, it's more blessed to give than to receive was talking about gossip. (laughs) And not only do we as fallen human beings, do we love to tell it, we also love to hear it. I mean, just think about how many TV shows and magazines and, and other forms of media are nothing but gossip sessions. I mean, TMZ and the National Enquirer would go out of business today if gossip were outlawed. There's a whole industry being built on gossip. And there's a whole industry because we have fallen human beings who love us some gossip. And I think if we're ever going to put out the gossip wildfire, we've got to humbly admit that gossip is thoroughly enticing. Just two verses down from our text here. Proverbs 26, 22. Proverbs 26, 22 says this. It says, the words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. That means that a piece of gossip tastes so good. It is choice food to a fallen human heart. It is a tasty treat. Gossip is like Krispy Kreme donuts. (laughs) When they've just come off that glazing machine, you know, they turn that red light on and you come and get them at that point. It just... You just eat it up. It's so good. It just melts in your mouth. Gossip is like that juicy cooked just right filet mignon. You just can't wait to gobble it up. And why is that? Why is it that you and I can't wait to gobble gossip up? Gossip looks so delicious to us for several reasons, but two reasons stand out to me. Maybe this is just Ben here, okay? Maybe you have other reasons, but the two that stand out to me are these two. The first one is pride. Gossip looks so delicious to you and me because we are prideful. We want to be in the know, right? We want to be in the in crowd that has knowledge that nobody else has. And we love the power of saying, oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Oh, you didn't hear about that? Gosh, I heard about that days ago. Well, let me tell you what I heard and what I No. You see, gossiping feeds our pride and it strokes our ego. 
But another reason that stands out to me, just to be honest, gossip looks so delicious to you and to me because of boredom. Because of boredom. Your life is pretty boring for the main part, right? At least mine is. Your life is mundane and you just do the same stuff over and over again. You go to work, you come home, and it's like you just rinse and repeat a lot of times. And so to add some spice to your life, you turn to gossip. You turn to gossip. Paul, in teaching about the importance of young widows remarrying in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 13 and 14, here's what he says. He says, and besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. Therefore, I desire the younger widows marry, bear children, manage the house, give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. You see, beloved, gossip is one of the ways that we try to add some excitement to our lives. We try to live vicariously through other people. If they're having fun, we're having fun, right? That's why so many of us, uh, we, we just love to read about celebrities and their soap opera lives. That's why other people's business is so attractive to you. And it really doesn't matter if it's true or not. It doesn't matter. Right? It's just the thought of it, right? Just, just the thought of what if that is true? That's what is exciting. That's why you love gossip. That's why it's so enticing. And if we're ever going to put out the fire of gossip, we need to first humbly admit that gossip is thoroughly enticing. But second, when you think about needing to hush when it comes to gossip, we turn to the letter U, which stands for understand that gossip is thoroughly sinful. Understand that gossip is thoroughly sinful. Yeah, it's enticing. Yeah, it's attractive. But it's also sinful. We just read in 1 Timothy 5.13 that gossiping is saying things that we should not say. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12.20, he says to the Corinthians there, he says, For I fear that perhaps when I come I may find you not as I wish, and that you may find me not as you wish, that perhaps there may be quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder. Paul is basically saying, I've heard that there is gossiping and other things among you, and I don't like it one bit because God doesn't like it one bit. And then in Romans chapter 1, 28 through 31, we find gossip right here listed amongst some of the most awful sins you can imagine. First, uh, Romans 1, 28 through 31 says, and since they did not see fit, to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They're filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, Beloved, did you see gossip anywhere in that list? It's there. Right there and amongst murder and lying and being a hater of God and being ruthless, we find gossip there. You say, oh, preacher, come on, man. Are you saying that gossip is as bad as murder? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that gossip is bad enough. 
Gossip is bad enough. Both gossip and murder are bad enough. Both gossip and murder are thoroughly sinful. Both gossip and murder are the outworking, it says here, of a debased mind and a heart that is set against God. Both gossip and murder are sinful enough to separate you from God and for you to earn eternal death in hell. you got to understand that gossip is thoroughly sinful, but sadly so many of us consider gossip to be one of those respectable sins. It's one of those sins that we just kind of overlook, that we turn a blind eye to, and perhaps we expect God to do the same. Oh, God will... God overlooked that. I mean, that's, that's piddly. God will turn a blind eye to that. But God is a good God. Amen? He's a good God. He's a good judge. And there is no such thing as a respectable sin. No sin can be overlooked. Your gossip alone. Now, let me say that again. Your gossip alone is enough to condemn you. And if you're ever going to hush and put out the wildfire of gossip, you must understand that gossip is thoroughly sinful. But third, when we think about needing to hush when it comes to, the, uh, when it comes to gossip, we, we turn to the letter S, which stands for strive to make gossip thoroughly eradicated. you got to strive, right? It, it doesn't just come easy. I told you, understanding gossip is one thing. Getting rid of it in your life, that's something totally different. You've got to strive to make gossip thoroughly eradicated. Now, let's say this afternoon, on your way home, you get a phone call, and it's a piece of juicy news. And man, you're like, oh. And maybe you didn't even come across it sinfully, right? Maybe you just, however you got it, you got the news. And you are just busting to tell somebody. Ever been there before? <laughs> I've been there, right? I just, oh, I, can't, oh, I can't tell them. Who, who can I tell? I, I've got to tell somebody, anybody, right? How do you keep yourself from falling into the sin of gossip? Let me give you just four quick tips here to help you strive to make gossip thoroughly eradicated, okay? First is this, four quick tips. First, know that God has commanded you to treat others how you want to be treated, this is basic, guys, but it's, it's absolutely crucial if we're not going to gossip. Luke, thir, uh, Luke 6.31, Jesus says it this way in Luke 6.31. He says, and as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. And then he says it this way in Matthew 22.39. And he says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. These two verses are saying basically the same thing. Treat others how you want to be treated. And so I ask you, how many of you enjoy being gossiped about? None of us do. None of us do, right? Then if that's the case, then you should never gossip about somebody else either, right? Love eradicates gossip. Second, how are you going to do that? How are you going to strive for the eradication of gossip? is number two, walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Holy Spirit. Walk by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, man, you may be busting to tell somebody. You can't wait to tell somebody. 
But God, through Paul in Galatians 5.16, says this to you and to me. He says, but I say, walk by the Spirit and you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh. You see, if you are a blabbermouth gossip, then you're not walking by the Spirit. Because the fruit of walking by the Spirit is listed out just a few verses later there in verse 22 and 23. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things there is no law. And I say to you, gossip is not love. Gossip is not kindness. Gossip is not self-control. Gossip is a work of the flesh. But I pray that if you and I will pray to the Holy Spirit for strength, He will supply you the love and the kindness and the self-control that you need to avoid spreading that gossip and thus walk by the Spirit and eradicate gossip. Third, third tip here for you to strive against or strive for the eradication of gossip. Third, you need to think before you speak. Think before you speak and let your words be few. All right, now I know it's hard for some of us. Both of those, thinking before you speak and letting your words be few, that's, that doesn't come easy for some of us, okay? But listen to the wisdom of God, Ecclesiastes 5.2. The wisdom of God says this, Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. In other words, think before you speak, y'all. You need to ask yourself a few questions as you think about thinking before you speak and letting your words be few. As I've thought through this, I I think these are really helpful, okay? I pray that they will be. These are the four questions that you need to ask yourself. First question you need to ask yourself is this. Before you speak, you ask yourself this question. Why do I want to tell this news? Why do I want to tell this? this news and if the motivation is sinful if you're telling this news sinfully if that's your desire if there's sin behind it then you need to just hush second here's the second question you need to ask yourself this does the person i want to tell need to know does the person i want to tell need to know in other words Does this piece of news have any direct impact on their life? And if it doesn't, you're gossiping. You are gossiping. Third question you need to ask yourself, and this is important, okay? Should I be the one to tell them? Just because some news that you've gotten has direct impact on their life does not necessarily mean that you need to tell it. It may be none of your business. And sometimes it's actually going to cause more harm if you tell it than if somebody else tells it. Proverbs 16, 28 says, A dishonest man spreads strife, and a whisperer or a gossip separates close friends. Guys, gossip can do great harm to friendships. And here's the final question you need to ask yourself as you're trying to think before you speak. You need to ask yourself this question. 
would I say what I'm about to say if the person I'm talking about were here with me? And if you wouldn't, then you're likely gossiping. Guys, you need to think before you speak. And when you think before you speak, you know what begins to happen? You speak less. Amen? You think before you speak, you will speak less. Oh, I shouldn't say that. And you don't say it. Isn't that what Solomon said here in Ecclesiastes 5.2? Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven and you're on earth. Listen to this. Therefore, what? Let your words be what, church? Few. Letting your words be few is a good thing. In fact, Proverbs 10.19, Proverbs 10.19 teaches this. It says, when words are many, transgression is not lacking. Whoever restrains his lips is prudent. You see, when words are many, you eventually run out of righteous things to talk about. And to keep the conversation going in a desire to keep the conversation going, you turn to something that is unrighteous to get it going, right? It's better to let your words be few. And if the conversation starts to go down a path of gossip, then you need to be okay with cutting the conversation short and eradicating gossip. Fourth and finally, to battle this urge of gossip, not just think before you speak, as we're striving here to make gossip thoroughly eradicated. Fourth and finally, to battle the urge to gossip, I say find something productive to do with yourself, right? If you struggle with gossip, don't raise your hand, all right? If you struggle with gossip, you likely don't have enough to do because your mind is idle. And we know the old saying, right? An idle mind is the devil's what? playground or workshop. And so in your idleness, you ain't got enough to do. And so that's why Paul said it was better for the young widows to remarry and have children and oversee the household. They needed something to do or they would likely become gossips and busybodies. And let me say that's true of Ben and that's true of you as well. So to help you eradicate gossip in your life, get busy with productive things and you won't have the time you won't have the energy. You won't have the mind capacity to gossip. But what if you're not the one that's gossiping? What if you're just the one who is receiving gossip, right? Who is being told gossip? What should you do? How do you help eradicate gossip? Well, again, let me give you quick four things, four quick things here. If you're the one that's receiving gossip, first, you understand that receiving gossip is not morally neutral. Gossip, receiving gossip is not morally neutral. Not only is telling gossip sinful, but also is receiving gossip. Proverbs 17.4. Proverbs 17.4 says, An evildoer listens to wicked lips, and a liar gives ear to a mischievous tongue. You and I need to understand this, right? That receiving gossip is not morally neutral. Second, you should ask the gossiper this one important question. And it's the question that I told you to ask yourself a moment ago. If someone is beginning to share gossip with you, the question you should ask them is this. Why are you telling me that? that that's a really good way to confront them, to help them process. So you don't have to say, man, quit that gossip. Because sometimes we don't have the guts to say it. 
But if we ask a question, then their conscience kicks in. And they say, what do you mean, why? And they begin to think about it. And then usually it just shuts them down. Third, refuse to take part in receiving gossip. Ephesians 5.11 says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And finally, if you're the one that's receiving gossip, you may not be able to stop it before it comes to you. It may pass into your ears and into your brain, but you need to refuse to ever let it come out of your mouth or out of your fingers. That counts too, right? Not out of your fingers as well, right? Refuse to pass the gossip along. Be the one who puts out the fire instead of spreading the fire. Be the end of the grapevine, all right? If you do these things, you will be a big help in eradicating gossip. Finally this morning, H. If we're going to hush, if we're going to stop gossiping, we're going to hush. The H stands for finally hope in God's grace that you, or hope in God's grace that can thoroughly cover gossip. Let me say that again. Hope in God's grace that can thoroughly cover gossip. Beloved, gossip is thoroughly enticing. Gossip is thoroughly sinful, and you and I have thoroughly indulged. We have gossiped our way to condemnation. Our mouths are unclean. Our our tongues are unclean. Our lips are unclean because our soul is unclean. And based on what we've done, you and I are hopeless. We're like Isaiah, who came into the presence of our thrice holy God, of our holy, holy, holy God, our perfectly holy God. And he cried out in Isaiah 6, 5. He said, woe is me, for I'm lost from a man of unclean lips. I I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. But the good news, church, is this. That while there is no hope inside of us, there is hope upon hope outside of us. Amen? The text here says, continues in Isaiah 6, verse 6 and 7, Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having his hand on a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar, and he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin has been atoned for. You see, you and I cannot wash away the guilt of our potty mouth, but God sent Jesus Christ to do just that. You see, we have never fully honored God with our mouths, but Jesus Christ has always honored God with his mouth. He has never gossiped. And when he went to the cross to die for gossipers like you and me, there on that cross, all the guilt of our gossip, all the guilt of all of our other sins were nailed to Jesus as he was nailed to the cross. And there he paid the penalty for the sins of every person who will repent and believe on him. Guys, he extends grace and forgiveness to all who will repent and believe on him. His grace is enough to cover your gossip. So I beg you this morning, hope in God's grace because it can thoroughly cover your gossip. So today's takeaway, when it comes to gossip, you need to just hush. Just hush. 
Humbly admit that gossip is thoroughly enticing. Understand that gossip is thoroughly sinful. Strive to make gossip thoroughly eradicated. And H, hope in God's grace that thoroughly covers gossip. In a recent book, Levi Lusco writes that it takes cooperation of 72 different muscles to produce speech. On average, 16,000 words come out of your mouth and my mouth every day. That adds up to a whopping 860 million words in the average American lifetime. So make no, mis- make, make no mistake about it, church. Your mouth is going to be used. It's going to be used a lot. Here's my final prayer. May your mouth be used for good instead of gossip. Hi there, this is Pastor Ben. I have something really important to ask you, but first, I want to say thank you for taking the time to make this digital connection with us through our podcast. I hope the message you just listened to was a blessing, but an even greater blessing than this digital connection would be for you to connect with us in person this coming Sunday at one of Eastwood's two campuses where we get the joy of living life together in Jesus' name. And now for that really important question, which is the most important question you'll ever answer. Where do you stand before God? Now, based on what you've done, the straightforward answer is that you stand guilty and condemned before God. You are a sinner who completely deserves God's wrath forevermore in hell. And I deserve the same thing also. I mean, every person does. Guys, that's terrible news. And even worse is the fact that there's nothing you can do in and of yourself to change that. You need a Savior. But I have good news. God loved the world so much that he sent Jesus to be your Savior. Jesus came and lived the perfect life that you cannot live, and he stood condemned on the cross, dying the death you deserve. And three days later, Jesus was raised from the dead to prove to everybody that he is indeed the Savior of the world. And now Jesus longs to change your standing before God by making a trade with you. He desires to take what you've earned, which is the wrath of God in hell, and to give you in return what he has earned, which is the blessing of God in heaven. When this trade happens, instead of standing guilty and condemned before God, you will stand forgiven and righteous with the promise of everlasting life. So what must you do to have your standing before God changed? First, admit to God you are a sinner. Second, hate your sins. Turn from them and ask God to forgive you. And finally, turn to Jesus in faith and love, putting your complete hope in Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, and follow him until the day you die. Wherever you are listening to this podcast, Jesus is ready to make this trade with you. And I pray that you would trust in Jesus and be saved. Thank you again for connecting with us, and I hope to see you soon at Eastwood Baptist Church.